0: who've retired to something, rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that 9 to 5. I recently stumbled on a new website called Today's Elder. That's todayselder.ca, without the apostrophe in today's. And I wanted to give them a bit of a shout-out. They've worked really hard to build a portal for people over 50 where we can go to chat with other people about anything from what we're reading to vacations we've taken, antique cars, recipes we love, or anything else you can think of. We can find out what's going on at home and around the world. We can learn about new things on their old dogs, new tricks show, and we can delve into old TV shows that we might have forgotten and cartoons and music. It's completely free to join, and you get access to all of this stuff and much more. While those of us over 50 don't necessarily consider ourselves elders, we do look at life a little bit differently than other age groups, and we've seen a lot of different things in our life. Some of us are really tech-savvy, but not all of us are, and today's elder acknowledges that, and they've built a community where we all fit in. We certainly aren't like the elders of generations before us. And this is a place that has something for everybody. This quick little radio commercial gives you a little taste of who it's for.
1: We've been getting a lot of queries here lately from people wondering what the heck we're all about here at Today's Elder. So let's start with a little bit of history. What? You might have had a pixie cut or a ponytail, or you might have had a twiggy cut, or you just let it grow out with a headband. You also may have sported a shag cut or a farra cut. Now, your date likely had a crew cut or a pompadour, or he let his hair grow out to his shoulders that touched his tie-dye t-shirt. Or finally, he may have sported a full afro or a mullet. You may have worn a poodle skirt with your black knight saddle shoes, or your parents were abscessions. Absolutely horrified by how you wore your bell-bottoms. And you may have worn a tube top with clogs on your feet. And your date? He kept his bell-bottoms, but he has now switched to disco shirts that are unbuttoned to the belly. Now, your favorite TV show may have been American Bandstand. Or you might have sat down to watch The Mod Squad or The Love Boat. Now, if all that brings back memories, then you need to join us here at Today's Elder.
0: So go ahead, check it out todayselder.ca. And now on to today's episode. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 250 of Beyond Retirement. Last week I had the pleasure of chatting with Laura Black about what the journey is like coming back down after reaching the pinnacle of a corporate career. Laura's story really intrigued me, not because I've ever been at the pinnacle of anything except maybe our TV antenna back in high school when the cable broke and I was the one who got to climb up and fix it, I learned a lot from Laura's conversation and from her book, and that's what intrigued me. This week, I wanted to touch on what I thought were some of the key topics from our conversation. The main gist of the interview, in my opinion, was the importance of adjusting to life in retirement by creating a purpose or meaning for your life, looking after your health and well-being, and developing lasting connections with friends and family. So, today I'm going to talk a little bit about how I would approach each of these things and maybe touch on why I think each is important. So first is adjusting to retirement. First of all, adjusting to retirement has got to be the hardest part for most people. Truly accepting that you're finished with your career and are turning a corner, whether you're retiring completely or switching things up a bit, is a big deal and you shouldn't take it lightly. Laura gave a great description of her personal experience of selling her company and retiring. It changed her whole life, leaving her without a business to run and an empty nester to boot. These are big changes and they're hard to accept sometimes. There are many experiences that are often rolled up in the guise of retirement, especially if the choice to retire wasn't yours. I think the biggest adjustment we have to make when we move into retirement is the shift in what's important. All of a sudden, work has a different meaning. Most people will say that if you're working in retirement, you're not really retired. My take on it is slightly different, as you know if you've listened to me. For me, retirement means getting to choose what you want to do with your time instead of having activities imposed upon you. So what you choose to focus on will have a huge impact on your life in general. It's really important, as Laura and many other guests have said, to focus on spirituality, community, health, continued learning, leisure activities, relationships. A lot of people worry about having too much time on their hands, but if you're actively focusing on each of those pillars, or spokes of the wagon wheel as they're sometimes called, I think you'll find that your days fill up pretty quickly. Setting a new routine in motion will help you identify the activities that you want to keep in your routine. In retirement, people often feel lost and unsure of what to do with the free time that they suddenly have. But Laura reminds us that retirement is not only about filling time. It's about discovering new opportunities for growth, happiness, and fulfillment. And that brings us to my next topic, prioritizing happiness, finding fulfillment, and letting go. This topic is huge. Most people spend their days bustling around from one task to another, not really stopping to read anything or see if things are changing around them. Laura spoke of trying to think of it as a balance between self-care and the act of modeling the behavior you'd like your children to exhibit. I think most people would be happy with a life where others are polite and thoughtful, where people took the time to consider the feelings of others and how their own actions could affect someone else we don't always think of the golden rule in the heat of the moment, do we? That's why there are techniques to help reduce your stress and build up your happiness, your contentment on a regular basis. So I've got a few suggestions to offer to help you take time for yourself. Slow down and take time for yourself in whatever fashion is comfortable for you. Maybe it's scheduling a massage, doing yoga, just taking a quiet 10 minute stroll around your neighborhood. While you're doing it, try to free your mind. Don't worry about what you're going to do next or how much time you're wasting on this. Concentrate instead on what it feels like to be doing the activity. Or maybe you can spend a few minutes journaling in the morning to clear your mind. You can learn to be more present by meditating or practicing mindfulness for a few minutes every day. You can do this anytime, except maybe when you're driving. Just stop thinking about whatever you're focusing on and tune into what's happening with your body. Are you sitting down? What does the chair you're sitting on feel like? Is it soft against your legs or can you feel the edge of the seat digging into you? Are your feet flat on the floor? If you really think about your feet, can you feel your pulse beating in them? Move your concentration up your body. Are you breathing from your belly or from your chest? Does your stomach expand when you inhale, or does your chest move up? How about your hands? Are they laying in your lap relaxed, or do you have them clenched into fists? You get the idea. Just take a few minutes to check in on what you're actually doing, without judgment and without trying to change any of it. Just acknowledge where you are. Another important way to focus on letting go is to ask yourself if any new activities you're adding are for obligation or personal fulfillment. It's okay to say no to new invitations, and you don't have to give a reason. Simply say something like, Thank you so much for the opportunity, but I'm not available. Being a little selfish is okay. It's not really selfishness to want to be healthy. You have to remember that you've probably spent a lot of your life taking care of others' requirements. Who's been taking care of your needs all these years? It's time to start looking after you. There's a lot of truth in the sayings, you can't get blood from a stone or you can't pour from an empty cup. At some point, your well dries up and you have to take the time to replenish it. If you don't, you'll see and feel the effects in many ways. Decreased energy, inability to sleep well, loss of appetite or overeating as your body tries to refuel, irritability. You've probably heard happy wife, happy life or maybe more aptly, happy spouse, happy house, there's truth in that. If you don't take care of yourself, soon everyone is feeling the impact and the longer the situation sustains, the harder it is to come back from it and the more dramatic the effects. So, all that to say, it's important to find some balance in the various areas of your life. Don't spend all your time volunteering or helping other people. Do some of that because it's good for the soul but remember to take time for leisure, for learning, for you. Retirement can be an empowering time to create balance and find fulfillment in multiple areas of life. The importance of prioritizing our own happiness can't be overstated. It doesn't mean being selfish or narcissistic, but rather considering what truly makes us happy and modeling that behavior for our children and our grandchildren. Laura suggested asking ourselves what we hope our loved ones would do if they found themselves in a similar situation, and then using that perspective to guide our decisions. By approaching each day with a new perspective and focusing on our own happiness, we can have a positive legacy for our children and our grandchildren. In retirement, it can be easy to feel lost or unsure of what to do, but focusing on personal fulfillment rather than obligations can lead to a happier and more fulfilling retirement. And that leads me into the next topic about balancing life a bit, as I call it, balancing the spokes on the wheel of life. Retirement offers you the opportunity to focus on important areas of life besides your career, namely relationships, learning, community, health, spirituality, and leisure activities, all the things I mentioned before. Expanding each of these areas is going to bring you some fulfillment, and it's going to help you realize that life is good. Instead of trying to replace our careers, we should work on expanding the other areas to live a more fulfilling and rewarding life. Identifying new passions or new interests to pursue could mean anything from starting a new hobby or pursuing further education to volunteering or mentoring. Another suggestion is take advantage of your newfound time flexibility by traveling or spending more time with loved ones. Don't expect each of these areas to improve at the same time or at the same pace. As you work on one aspect of the wheel, it's possible that other areas might suffer a bit. And that's okay, as long as you come back to that area and shore it up later. I've talked about these things before, and a number of guests have as well. So there shouldn't really be any surprises here. One of the most important areas, in my opinion, is relationships, both with family and with friends. So that spoke in the wheel gets its own minute in the sun. Building strong connections with others is the fourth area that I want to talk about. Laura beautifully illustrated the power of authenticity and being true to yourself. Throughout life, but especially as we move through retirement, It's important to surround ourselves with people who truly know and understand us. And the way to achieve this heightened level of understanding and true knowledge of who a person is comes from authenticity. It can be tempting to present only our best selves. It seems almost intuitive to think that people will be more attracted to us if we hide our flaws and be on our best behavior all the time. But how can we sustain that? And who among us has no imperfections? How boring would life be if everyone was perfect? Remember the Stepford Wives? It's important to remember that by embracing our imperfections and showing our true selves, we can build a safe place for others to do the same thing, and that's when the magic happens. Don't expect it to happen overnight. It might be necessary to let go of some of your past experiences rather than hold on to them as you move forward. We often hang on to things because they think we think they'll teach us a lesson. But the real lesson comes from learning how to let go so the stress and whatever emotions we're feeling don't spill over into our current life. Sometimes this can happen as easily as stopping and taking a few deep breaths to calm yourself down and to allow a moment to regain perspective. But often our emotions are much deeper than the surface and a few deep breaths just ain't gonna cut it. When you stumble across this type of situation, One thing that might help is to remove yourself from the situation if you can. As calmly as possible, say to whomever is involved, I'm not prepared to deal with this right now. Let's put it aside and revisit it in an hour or a day or a week, whatever feels right to you. But don't just push it down and avoid it. The type of situation I'm talking about here is maybe a disagreement with a close friend or a family member, something that's festered for a long time. You want to try to fix those situations so your relationships can grow and be strong as you move through retirement. Sometimes it might even be, uh, involve taking the first move, um, being the first one to say, I'm sorry, even if it wasn't entirely your fault the things got derailed. Maybe something like, I'm really sorry, our relationship isn't as good as it used to be, would be a way to start the conversation. I know that not all rifts can be mended. Some are simply too deep. Contentment can also come from this realization because it allows you to let go. Remember, not everyone is supposed to be in your life forever. So, in conclusion, retirement can be a challenging but ultimately fulfilling time in our lives. By embracing new passions, prioritizing our well-being, and expanding our horizons beyond our career, we can make retirement better than anything we imagined. I hope these suggestions have been helpful for you, and thanks for tuning in today. Next week, I'm going to be chatting with Olympic gold medalist Joe Jacoby about how to be fully engaged in the second half of life. I hope you'll join us. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. Are you ready to start rocking your retirement? head on over to www.beyondretirement.ca forward slash rocking it and sign up to plan out your own roadmap for retirement. Don't wait till it's too late.